0: Welcome back to Dirty Chai Chats, a podcast all about sexual health, love, and relationships at Tufts. I'm Gio. A topic we get asked a lot about as sex health reps are long-distance relationships. As we are approaching winter break, we couldn't think of a better time to talk about this with more depth. Today, we have four sex health reps, Julia, Zora, Hana, and myself, for a roundtable discussion on this topic of long-distance relationships. In this episode, we talk about our different experiences and ways to navigate some of the challenges that arise. With that, let's get started. Thank you all for taking time out of your busy finals week to come and talk about long distance relationships. Um, Let's get started by going around, introducing ourselves, name, pronouns, and a little bit about your experience in long distance relationships, or what brought you here today?
1: Yeah, I'm Julia. I am a junior. I use the She Series. Um, And I was in a long-distance relationship for three years in high school. Um, We met uh, at music camp. Uh, the summer before my <laughs> freshman year of high school, I love that. Um, and he lived in Switzerland, and I was 13 or 14, and <sighs> you know wasn't entirely thinking about the consequences of my decisions.
2: <laughs> so we we jumped in, and it ended up lasting for three years. My name is Zora. I use the she series as well. I'm a sophomore. Um, my long distance relationship was for four years at the end of ninth grade and ended spring semester of freshman year in college mm. and i lived in germany and he lived here in mass and we met on a like student exchange in germany my name is Hanna. i use the she series um i'm a sophomore
3: and i've never been in a long distance <laughs> relationship but i'm interested to learn more about the topic
0: thank you all for sharing and i'll just introduce myself quickly. I'm Gio. I use they, she pronouns. And I was also in a long distance relationship. Very complicated timeline, but Mm -hmm. essentially ended my first semester freshman year, but I took a gap year. Mm -hmm. So throughout my gap year, we were 6,000 miles apart and maintained that. And then COVID happened, but was long distance for quite a while. So Mm -hmm. very excited to have a personal take (laughs) on this as well and think it's a very relevant topic. What are some challenges that arose while in long-distance relationships, maybe some that you didn't anticipate having, and how did you navigate them?
1: I think one of the first challenges that I ran into pretty quickly at the start of the relationship was um, just the uncertainty of not knowing when you're going to see each other Mm. again is really stressful, um, especially when, like, saying goodbye or... um, you know going on like virtual dates or whatever just like that layer of uncertainty um can like definitely bring some issues into the relationship and just like questioning if it's worth it and like Mm. trying to decide like you know how much am I sacrificing my own life Mm -hmm. for this relationship
2: um yeah
1: I think that was probably the biggest thing for me
2: Yeah, yeah I agree especially with covid i remember having like we had like two dates we had been looking forward to for like months yeah and then because of covid those fell through and then yeah. we hadn't seen each other for like a year and then you're mm-hmm. like is this really worth it and i think another like issue can be trust and like mm-hmm. fear that the other person is not holding up their end of like being loyal or being like like communicative and like even if you trust them fully there's always like this little bit of insecurity i think yeah. of like i'm mm-hmm. so far away you never actually know what's happening yeah so mm-hmm. even if it's like irrational it's still always there yeah so how did you guys navigate like through those emotions i think you have to like learn to communicate yeah. like you have to be so honest you have to be like this is what i don't like and this is what i need from you And this is how we can, like, Mm. make it so that it works for both of us. Because sometimes also partners will have, like, different love languages, which can Mm -hmm, make it really, really difficult. So you need to be, like, if the person's like, well, I don't have the same love language, so how do I express this? And you have to be like, this is what I need. This is what helps me. And then, I don't know, go from there maybe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think with my situation, it it was a very special relationship in which we sort of we were both very young but like we were really committed to making it work so Mm -hmm. I think like being sure about what you want and communicating what you want is so important Mm -hmm. um and like I mean communication is important in every relationship but especially in long distance like that's kind of the only thing you have Mm -hmm. for a significant portion and like so just being honest about what's working for you and what's not working mm-hmm. for you I think is like one of the most important things like yeah. Zora said
0: yeah I think um first great question Hanna, and I think oh. brings up this other element in long distance relationships which I also saw myself struggle with and and other people who choose to have long distance relationship mm-hmm. go through is it's really hard to just communicate online yeah. when a lot of people's Communication comes in a more physical setting. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you have those conversations yeah. and communication while it's completely online? And yeah. let's say you have something that you're like, this is really not working for me. How do you communicate that without having that physical intimacy or, or having that touch to comfort them if it's a really yeah. hard conversation? Absolutely. Such a good question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think trying to have it be video chat or FaceTime mm. Um, as much as you can especially when you're trying to have those like deeper maybe more anxiety inducing conversations um Mm -hmm. being able to like at least see each other adds a certain level of intimacy and understanding and um an extra level of communication that is not there over text um and also just like if you know you have something that you want to talk about like planning ahead for when like you think might be a good time for both of you mm-hmm. instead of just kind of like cold calling.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: Cause I feel like the cold calls and like the
2: cold texts are yeah.
1: those situations where people can be caught off guard. And yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think like having a time maybe like every day or every other day where you always call or something is something that you can look forward to. And I don't know if this is weird, but something we used to do was when we would go to sleep, we would go on a call yeah. And then we'd fall asleep yeah. together and just yeah. be on the call while we sleep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> weird. That's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so, like, sharing those, yeah. like, little moments of, like, intimacy or maybe, like, when you're getting ready and you FaceTime and you're just, like, talking or talking about your day. Like, sharing little things that, me, like, maybe seem little, but then in the end, it's just, like, it's part of, like, the intimacy and the trust that you're building up with the other person.
1: Yeah. I really agree about, like, sharing the little things during your day. Like, even just like, texting each other, like, a picture of your, like, breakfast Mm. or, like, a cute dog that you saw on the street is just, like, nice little ways to, like, create that sense of just, like, sharing details and little things during your day.
0: Yeah, I really like what you both said, and I think speaks to this larger thing of really just having it be something difficult to manage and balance and especially approaching those conversations and i think a helpful way whether that's in a friendship or relationship is Mm. like hey do you have the mental capacity to talk about something or like are you in a place right now where we can talk about x because it is really hard and sometimes yeah those cold calls and cold texts usually end up blowing (laughs) up yeah Yeah. (laughs) And going off of that, Hana, I'd be interested to hear about some of your fears as someone who hasn't been in a long distance relationship. <laughs> but I just heard a little bit about two different
3: perspectives. Like what are some of your fears? I think I'm definitely afraid of the lack of the physical intimacy and also not being able to like physically see my partner's face in person. Like mm-hmm. I think having that distance, being in a relationship, like mm-hmm. I've heard people say that like Dating someone across campus is a long-distance relationship, <laughs> so like oh I couldn't imagine oh, yeah. dating someone that I like couldn't just drive to see. Mm-hmm. And so I think like I'm just afraid of not being able to have that availability, Pre- physical presence. Essentially, doesn't even have to be intimacy. And I think that's my biggest fear of like,
2: what are you doing while I'm across the world? type mm-hmm. of thing, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It just, like, sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it really like, is just, yeah. like, it really sucks. And yeah. I think, like, the FaceTimes and stuff really helped. I think something that's also so nice is, like, writing little letters and then sending yeah. them, like, actually in the mail. And yeah. like, that's something that people don't really do yeah. anymore. But you then you have, like, this little physical thing yeah. where if you send, like, gifts. Or my boyfriend used to, like, do this thing where you would, like, order flowers from a place that yeah. was near you. Yeah. And then it would come or something. That's so like, you just have, like, this physical thing of, like, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. My boyfriend and I had a joint uh, stuffed animal that we won in uh, Disney World when we went, and we would mail it back and forth to each <gasps> other. <so> cute. Um, <laughs> that was a really like cute, sweet thing that definitely like made us feel connected. And like we would talk about it, and we had so many like joke storylines about this mm-hmm. like stuffed unicorn that was like, <laughs> that was, like <laughs> falling apart because it was like a oh, Disney wow. World prize, but. <laughs> Yeah, like, I agree, little things like that can really make it. At the same time, like, after a while, it still does reach that question of like, is this worth it? Like, what is the balance of pain versus joy Mm. that this is adding to my life I think with long-distance relationships you really have to go into it committed to this person like if you are not sure about your partner um Mm -hmm. or not sure about like how serious you want the relationship to be a lot of times that's where those situations can come out like either you're just growing apart and not really in a relationship at all anymore or Mm -hmm. it's like you know a codependent situation where you yeah. like you are not connected to your life separate from your partner. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really have to just take some time with yourself to think about what is most important for you.
0: Yeah. yeah, those are very real things and I'm grateful that you brought them up. Yeah. Because it goes beyond this idea of just intimacy and when I'm I'm going to see them next and having that like physical And just like emotional support rather than sexual intimacy even Mm -hmm. but having this be a question of can i sustain being so far apart when Mm -hmm. we also live in a world where just physically being with people Mm -hmm. is super important i think Mm -hmm. after covid personally has showed (laughs) me a lot of like wow this is so hard to be so far apart and like not have that and like that craving of just like being held even just by friends and like having that physical connection with someone um so super important questions to be asking and to think about how to navigate. And I like the idea of having something physical mm-hmm. travel back mm-hmm. and forth or like giving them gifts. I wrote open when, and there were like a bunch Ooh. of like love letters that I wrote over like four months. And That's it was like, so nice. I'm in Washington Square Park right now, Aww. and I see all of these like magical things. And it makes me think of how much I love being in New York with you, and Aww. like That's you nice. know, like having that because it's hard or yeah. something to smell like, like they're cologne or a soap even (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I really appreciate that for you Hannah like how would you anticipate navigating those challenges while abroad and in this like whole new experience and having someone that you care a lot about right like in this hypothetical
3: Mm -hmm. yeah I think I think I was definitely gonna say this before like post 2020 after COVID I think a lot of different avenues of how to be like how to be intimate or how to be close with someone while having to keep that distance has come Mm -hmm. about and so like for me I think of like how would I interact with somebody during a pandemic and that kind of like those things that we learned then of how to like how to fulfill like your personal intimacy your need for intimacy while also keeping connection with your friends and people that you're talking to came about so maybe Mm -hmm. things like FaceTime, Netflix party, things like that Mm -hmm. and I think Recently, I've actually been thinking about like things like open relationships and how that yeah. might be navigated while you're in a long-distance relationship. Mm. Yeah, What y'all have been mentioning
0: earlier about open relationships yeah. and open relationships in a long-distance relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I went on my gap year, we were very much in love and mm-hmm. committed, yeah. but recognized that long-distance would probably not work mm-hmm. yeah. for either one of us because I was going on this whole new experience mm-hmm. and... They had worked all summer to make money to buy a plane ticket to come see me over winter break. But even then it was like, we were going on these two different experiences. One, he was starting his freshman year of college. I was going on a gap year and we decided we're gonna do an open relationship. But it didn't take long to realize Mm -hmm. how difficult that really was. And we had a strong foundation. But because we were in a monogamous relationship, Mm -hmm. switching that and not having that space and, like, being away for four months. And there was points where um, he was like, I don't want to do this. There's points where I I don't want to do this. And then Mm -hmm. we'd kind of, like, go back and forth almost Mm -hmm. between, like, I don't, you do,
2: yeah, yeah." you know what I mean? And so
1: complicated.
0: Yeah. And I, I think speaking on that, too, is like, what does that mean to shift into an open relationship as an option? And mm-hmm. particularly for listeners who are either going abroad mm-hmm. are not going to see their significant other or others over the break um, and that are going to have some time of long distance, whatever the case may be is like is an open relationship and a long distance relationship a good option? Yeah. And then also, how do you transition back? Because right. speaking earlier about the transition period of becoming closer,
3: mm-hmm.
0: for me at least, it was really difficult to then all of a sudden let go that both of us had been with other people yeah. in intimate capacities. Right. Yeah. And it it was hard not to think about that yeah. when we were back
1: in and an intimate you're setting. you're also connecting with other people. I think it's really interesting thinking about Like having conversations and navigating transitioning into an open relationship or out of an open relationship just like in the context of boundaries Mm -hmm. and like I think something that I've learned over the years and learned in having a long distance relationship is that boundaries, like when you try to Mm. establish something with somebody or have a conversation about something that you need in a relationship, that's an attempt to continue that relationship with that person. Mm. That is an attempt Mm -hmm. to keep that person in your life. Mm, But when you present that to somebody, often people take that initially as a threat because it is scary to have somebody, you know, maybe somebody that you are really attached to come to you and say, I wanna start seeing other people but you know in the moment you may not be able to recognize that that's an attempt for them to maintain their independence and keep you in their life. Mm-hmm. So coming at it if you're the one trying to transition these relationships like just being honest about like how you you want this person in your life, you want mm-hmm. to continue this relationship yeah. and at the same time these are the things that you need to happen to have that mm-hmm. be possible. And like Obviously you can't control your partner's reaction, but coming at it with, and I understand this might be a hard conversation for you, Mm -hmm. but I want to talk about realistically how we can maintain this and maintain what we want and value Mm in our own lives. Yeah, I
3: definitely think one of the most important things with open relationships from what I've seen and what I believe for myself is probably the communication of, like, Mm. what is okay and what is not okay, like, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, how close I want you to get with somebody else. Mm. Because, I I mean, like, I'm just recently now, like, considering this as an option because, like, I don't think, um, before you would ask me, I'd be like, no, never. Like, I, (laughs) like, especially, like, if I'm not, but, like, now, like, trying to think about, like, being in a long-distance relationship, Mm -hmm. I I think that it comes into play because it's just, Mm -hmm. like, realistically if even when I'm there I can't be everything for you at once Mm -hmm. so when I'm not there I I really can't be Mm -hmm. I can't be I can't offer you everything that I could if I was here so Mm -hmm. it's like then you might have to like if I still want to maintain this like emotional relationship with you do I have to like let up or like I think Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of like what can and can't you and your partner do like and how long like I don't think winter break is maybe not, like, a lot of people for winter break, it's not that bad. Summer break is not that bad. But maybe an entire semester or a year abroad, that yeah. can offer a different, yeah. like, right.
2: perspective for it. Yeah, I know, like, two friends of mine, they go to two different colleges. And so when, when they left high school, they were dating, and then they decided that they would start an open relationship. And basically what they do is that they – made the boundaries that they would only have an emotional connection with each other. Mm -hmm. But then they could Mm -hmm. hook up with whoever they wanted. But as soon as they did, they would tell the other person about it. And, like, they would communicate Mm -hmm. about what happened. um, And basically, so the other person is, like, filled in. And and that, like, trust is, like, kept up. And then when they see each other, they're back to just, like, you know, being together. Just the two of them being together. And, like, it's a very fluid and like kind of impressive honestly transition that they do because Mm. there's so much open communication about like yeah what what I want to do what did I like what did I not like and like what we can do apart or together that is just so Mm. great and I I do think that communication is really Mm -hmm. really hard especially because in this case as you were saying it can lead to like confrontation yeah which is super difficult but at the end of the day like why not try to find a yeah. situation that both people are are like happy in? Mm-hmm. And yeah. there is, however, like you do have to take into consideration that if it's not working, maybe an open relationship just isn't for you. Like mm-hmm. you don't have mm-hmm. to force it to, ha- to happen just because your partner was like, oh, I think this is a good idea. The, your partner wants to make it work for both of you. So if yeah. one person is not like into it, then that's just not the the path that you guys should take and you'll you'll like figure out a different way I think
1: yeah yeah I mean that example you just gave of your your friend and the open relationship and committing to um only having an emotional connection with each other Mm -hmm. like that's just such a great form Mm -hmm. of like good healthy communication (laughs) I I I just I love that and yeah I think those like even if some people may be like, oh, that's so much talking, it's so specific, so much like mm. tedious work. Like I think for me personally, like clear boundaries and guidelines yeah. will yeah. just yeah. really save you yeah. Absolutely. in yes. any relationship.
0: And recognizing that those boundaries are amendable yeah. and something you have to check in about. Because yeah. yes. you can set it and then you're like, just kidding, yeah. like <laughs> I don't yeah. like this. And I think that's a huge part of long distance yes. is like mm-hmm. you're probably like trying new things out like mm-hmm. new ways to communicate mm-hmm. new types of intimacy maybe if you're embarking in an open relationship like how do you navigate that like mm-hmm. I also know some people who are like I don't want to know anything
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's exactly. like there's a duality of like yeah. I want to know every time you do everything I and I also don't you know. want to know anything at all I don't want like, to hear about it at all relax like, if I knew
1: like that's like, right yeah. I could see myself being like in an open relationship like where I didn't know and just, like, accepted the fact that I didn't know, mm. but I personally could never imagine myself, like, hearing about yeah. my partner's other intimate experiences. Like, I just couldn't let it go.
0: Yeah. 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 I would love to hear,
2: how do you keep that spark alive mm-hmm. in long-distance relationship. We need to, like, share things with each other, Um, So, for instance, if you both play an instrument, I remember we used to, like, play stuff for each other Mm. just to, like, share something that you would share with them if they were with you. I think that's something that's really important, like, to make the effort to share something that you would normally share that's, like, just a little thing if they were there with you. And I do think that, like, talking about sex and, like, Mm. phone sex or, like, stuff like that is really important because there is like, a lack of that, a lack of intimacy and, like, physical touch and stuff Mm -hmm. that can become, like, very, very important and you just want to make sure that both of you are on the same page and sometimes it can help to, like, I don't know, um, go through a list of, like, sex stuff you want to try when you're together Mm. or, like, things that you just heard about that you thought were, like, funny or, like, interesting that Mm -hmm. you would love to try or um, making something that we used to do is, like, uh, just like sit and like make a to-do list of like all the things that we would love mm, to do or yeah. something like that I don't know yeah. Yeah. just to make sure that you're like sharing little experiences and for some reason they feel very intimate once yeah. you're like doing them even if mm. it doesn't sound like it yeah. it is because you you're like sharing this little part of you with someone like more and more yeah. and it's just like yeah.
1: yeah I totally agree I think like just on the topic of like intimacy and mm. exploring your sexuality in a long-distance relationship like when I got into a long distance relationship, I was so young and sort of, and both of us were so young mm. and we, through our relationship, were growing and evolving and exploring our own sexualities while in a long distance relationship. So like, you know, when we started off, it wasn't like sex wasn't as important of an aspect in our relationship mm-hmm. as it became as we got older. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that became something we had to figure out like how to keep that spark alive and I think like I totally agree and we definitely did what Zora was saying about Mm -hmm. like talking about like new fun things to try Mm -hmm. like also sexting is Mm -hmm. just like even if it's not intense or like a long sexting conversation just like sending flirty messages sometimes throughout the day like Mm -hmm. as long as you know that your partner's comfortable with that obviously (laughs) and is like in a situation where it's okay to receive sexy texts like even like if it's not sending random flirty text messages sending a message like hey would love to like call with you later winky face and Mm -hmm. like indicating like maybe something like like, more exciting yeah yeah you know like just like (laughs) getting I don't know like keeping that like
3: anticipation and excitement
1: around things alive um is super important.
3: I really agree the idea of just like sending small things mm-hmm. from throughout your day. Mm-hmm. I really like voice memos. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that's yeah. so you know like <laughs> if I get a funny like a it. funny voice memo from a friend yeah. that's home it, it I think it it allows me to hear your voice without spending maybe a 2-hour FaceTime call yeah. or like you know I can't always mm-hmm. do a FaceTime call so being able to hear your voice and saying something funny that happened yeah. to you I think those types of sharing those small experiences that mm. you have throughout the day can be really enjoyable and keep a connection
0: and i think underlying what all of y'all have said is this idea of knowing the love language that works best and like how is that communicated whether it's through voice memos or little texts throughout the day to remind you of that person and to keep those little details is really important especially in context of different love languages as was mentioned earlier as we wrap up is there one piece of advice that you would like to leave listeners with
2: I think I would say that long distance has definitely made me the person I am now. My communication skills are something that I really, really value for my current relationship and um, for the future of that relationship or any other relationships both like romantic and also just like friendship it's really really important to learn how to communicate mm-hmm. um with your partner but not just for them like for yourself to create your boundaries to create what you need in life because that's going to be the most important thing in your life and mm-hmm. so i think for that it can really be a really great experience I think though if you are currently in a long distance relationship and it's really difficult it is really difficult and i'm like so impressed that you're going through that and yeah. I think that um if you're working through it and you're communicating and you're both happy like that is really something like so so valuable yeah. and if it's not then you guys tried and yeah it's super hard and maybe this is just not the time you've grown in different directions yeah. as I was said before this yeah. is just not the time for you to be apart because you're in a very like I don't know you're in a, a time of progress and growth So, yeah, yeah, like, everything happens for a reason, I truly Mm -hmm. believe.
1: I agree with everything you just said, and, like, it's... Being in a long-distance relationship is so... It's just such a combination of high highs and low lows Mm -hmm. for a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to understand the relationship unless you're in it. And, like, Mm. people will try to give you advice and, like... um. You know talking to your friends about it like you'll find that people might not always understand or it's mm-hmm. hard for people to sometimes understand like your decisions about the relationship but like the biggest takeaway for me is that like what i want is as important as what my partner wants and mm-hmm. like what i value and want in my life long term is as important as like the current relationship mm-hmm. and it's okay to be unsure and it's okay to give yourself that space to consider what you want and communicate what mm. you want to. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just like be gentle with yourself around mm. this stuff because like it's so hard and it's so emotionally taxing and mm. like just like give yourself time, think about it, journal, talk to people mm. if you want. Just ultimately do what you think is healthiest and best for you.
3: And just going off what Zora said, I feel like communication is so important, but in order to communicate, you have to understand what you're communicating and what you want to communicate. Yeah. And so I think just reflecting with yourself and like doing things like journaling and yeah. things like whatever, it whatever, whatever you can do to go through your own thought process and understand what you want and what you need is very important and then being able to communicate those things afterwards. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I wanna echo all of the Mm -hmm. advice and also say, if it's within means and accessible to maybe find someone else to talk to, like a therapist or someone Uh, that you can check in with weekly, just to get an outsider's perspective because it can feel like you're so engulfed in a relationship and also just things happen like you were saying Zora things happen for a reason and Mm -hmm. I really do believe that even if it's not working on the moment it's okay to step back take some space and ultimately know like even if it's not working out right now even if it's not the time and place for that relationship like Mm -hmm. that's okay and acknowledge that because maybe it will be one day and Mm -hmm. like you will come back together yeah with that i want to thank you all for coming thank you you. you. (laughs) again this
1: is such a lovely
0: little chat yeah i'm excited um for all our listeners to hear the sex health reps perspectives on (laughs) long distance so thank you again Thank thank you Despite the challenges that long distance can have, we hope that this episode provided some new perspectives on how to navigate those challenges and ultimately decide if long distance is right for you. It is clear from the roundtable discussion that communication is key. And also this factor of continuously evaluating where you are and inviting that into the conversation with your partner or partners, as it is something that can be very challenging. With that, Flo and I wanted to wish you all a safe and sexy winter break. Until next time.